Welcome to the podcast. Is that how Jason does it? No. He says... Well, all right. Start ya. Citizens of the universe. Recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Hey, everybody. Oh, I forgot. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt Montgomery. I'm here with Trevor Brady. Jason Greenwood is in Parts Unknown. Yeah, he's well, actually not... Not Parts Unknown. Well, he, he's Parts in, Undisclosed? He's in an unknown part of his house to us. That, that's true. So he's... If he is, in fact, at his house. Yeah, maybe he's out drinking. Could be. It is Thursday, after all. Mm, thirsty Thursday? <laughs> is that what that means? That's what that means. That's exactly what is it means. Is that still what that means with the advent of new meanings still? of thirsty? Still? Like, did it mean... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, that's what it means. It means okay. to get drunk on a Thursday. Oh. I called that college. Yeah. I didn't go to college, so I can't... Can't, uh... Yeah, you missed out, I guess. I went to I seven suppose. years of it, so I went I went to enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Did a couple summer semesters, so... Uh, we, we are covered. Okay, uh, so we're here to talk about Real Salt Lake, so let's get to it. We, uh... We played San Jose on Saturday. Was that Saturday or Friday? That, All these Friday matches are going to be the death of me because now I have no clue when matches are, and it's it's it was, already driving me insane. It was Saturday because I was able to watch it because I didn't accidentally schedule myself to work Friday night. Oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, we do have another Friday match coming up, of course. Uh, not tomorrow. Today, if you're listening on Friday. Yesterday, if you're listening on Saturday. If you're listening later than that. Uh, we're woefully out of date, and thank you for listening, I guess, but, sorry. Where were we? San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. We can dissect that match. We drew with San Jose 1-1. Why did we draw with San Jose, Matt? Uh, I've been asking myself that question all week. (laughs) Like, philosophically, I don't know. Like, what was the point? We could have done so many other things than draw. We could have lost, we could have won. Mostly I think one. you're... Let's not approach it philosophically. Why not? Well, Philosophical football, Trevor. It's a thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to start I a tactics like, column now. I feel like we won't accomplish anything what, if Trevor. we just approach it philosophically. When was the last time we accomplished anything <laughs> on this podcast? Fair. Yeah. Like, that's that's we, true. We did talk about Ned a lot. We do. We will talk about Ned less today. Why? Probably. How do you think Ned did on, on Saturday? Uh, Ned was his Ned self. Very solid, very consistent, good on the ball, good passes, good decisions, good player. I can't, tell if, you're, make, I can't tell if you're making fun of us here, Trevor. No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm being serious. I think he didn't make the difference either way. That's, that's he didn't, true. He didn't keep us from winning. He didn't keep us from losing. He didn't. Yeah, he, he. It wasn't a standout performance, but it wasn't bad. It's. I'm. I'm going to say this, and I'm glad Jason is here to, to slap me, because uh, <laughs> I'm not sure when Ned last had like a really significant performance, which is fine. I'm not upset about it, and I think he plays an incredibly important role in the system. And without a player like that, we historically struggle. Yes. Um, I don't think there's any controversy in that. I think Ned has become the sort of tactical piece, say, Andy Williams was for us in the Diamond, less the free kicks. 
Yeah. Um, so, I, I was I was going to go more Will Johnson, but... I think he's better than Will Johnson. I think he is too, but I think they both... I think Will, Will Johnson... Sty- style of now. play, I think Grabovoy is a little bit closer to Will Johnson, just more... Well, I don't know. He's kind of he, he's, he's kinda a middleman between he, the two. He's a happy medium between the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was sort of a game without a lot of standout performances. There was one performance from a, a certain captain that was a little lacking. Here's the thing about that. I don't think... I'm not really going to blame that one on Beckerman. I'm not blaming it on Beckerman himself or Tony Beltran himself. I blame that on both of them. They, they yeah, share was, in responsibility for that goal. I was going to ask you um, who you would blame out of... Mansali. The two involved. Well, not the two, because there was... I'm not blaming Abdullahi Mansali, by the way. Uh, who, else, who else was involved? I in thought that? he was fine. And like, Ramondo, no, that's who I was going to say. Of the three, who was more at fault for that? Probably Tony. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just kind of a tame throw-in. Uh, well, it was in an unwise spot. Like, nobody was paying attention. Yeah, I mean, Tony just wasn't paying asleep. attention. Kyle wasn't paying attention. Yeah, Orchards and Schuler. I mean, they were probably paying attention, but they were like, "Oh, this is a throw-in that's going to go forward." Yeah. So, and they were clearly way out of position. Yeah, you you don't end up in a position to defend like that moment because you try to make it so that moment doesn't happen. Yeah, and we let that moment happen. That was a terrible moment. Yeah, that's probably one of the worst goals we've conceded uh, in the last four years. Yeah, no, I, when it, that when that just, goal happened, that's what I was thinking was, when was the last time we conceded a goal that badly? Yeah. And I'm sure I'm, I might be forgetting one or two of them. Probably. Might be repressing some memories, but... Yeah. Well, we've given up bad goals. We've given up, given up plenty of goals from throw-ins before. Well, it's not probably, our throw-in. We, we had a, a bit of that. Not in a while. It, it has not been since like 2012. A while. Yeah. I remember the last, not the last time we gave up a goal on a throw-in, but Christ last year got furious. I think we gave up a goal on a throw-in to LA. Yeah. In a game, and at the end of the game, Christ was just furious about it. Yeah. About how ridiculous it is to give a ball, to get a, give up a goal, off of a defensive throw-in. Yeah. Play and to give it up off of your own throw-in is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but onwards and upwards. All right, Jason. <laughs> Christ, not Greenland. <laughs> On to the next one. Hashtag. Yeah. All right, Louis Scale. Yeah. Or Sebastian Velasquez. Or half the team. Yeah. If I never see on to the next one again, I'm going to play the role of Jason here. But I know he's not a fan of that attitude. That that sort of like immediate response. I guess I'm not really playing the role of Jason. I'm just saying what I think he might think. Uh, Jason, correct us if we're wrong. Nothing? Okay. I to be fair, Jason's still not here. He didn't just show up. I Jason, come back. don't like that attitude, but I get why, like, as an athlete, you have to have it. Yeah, you have to... I mean, they always talk about how you have, a, have to have a short memory, and yeah. there's that series of commercials now with those famous <laughs> basketball players having short memories, and... Yeah, you it's, have a short memory. It's, Just like all the greats. Yeah, it's sort of like the Charles, opposite of... what are you of, talking uh, about? Well, I don't know. Portland Timbers, Will Johnson, once described as having the memory of a goldfish. So, yes. Uh, that still seems to be the case, which is just fantastic. Nothing makes me happier than seeing Portland Timbers struggle. 
I that, don't even know why. I can think of a lot of things that make me happier than seeing Portland struggle. All right, that's fair. I uh, can see, well, let me back up. I can see a lot of teams struggling making me happier than seeing Portland struggle. See, watching Portland struggle this year has like, just been so much fun. It's It's been the best because it's been like all season. Yeah. Like, L.A. is fun because they struggle at the beginning of every season. Yeah, and, and then so for like, like half oh, the season, it's really fun. Now they have like 30% supporter shield on. And then so all of a sudden, good. they're really good. Yeah. So it's not that fun. But seeing L.A. struggle is fun. Watching Sporting Kansas City right now struggle, that's yeah. really fun. Watching Seattle blow it in the playoffs every year, that's really fun. Yeah. I think my favorite but, thing is just, yeah, they, they, they got so much hype. Portland? So fast. We're back to Portland. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to see all of the pundits who just had nothing but amazing things to say about Caleb Porter just kind of have to eat their words. Not that they're like actively doing that. I don't think anyone even thinks about the things they said a week ago. I, that's just journalism, sadly. <laughs> uh, mm, that's hype media, which is yeah. really what I would call. That's what MLS soccer me- that's, media is. That's what our state-run media is about. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. We could go off on that. Well, we we could and maybe should, <laughs> but we might have to save that for a post-season episode. Probably not today, but yeah. one of these days we will go off on our state-run media over there at MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com. Yeah. Hey, as far as domains go, I actually think it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I, I always say that, and it's just funny. Yeah, it's like people saying RPG game. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. As opposed to an RPG real life. <laughs> or LARPs, as they call it. Yeah. Can we not talk about LARPs? Yeah, I'm going to go LARP soccer on Sunday, actually. So, <laughs> if anyone wants to join me, I'll be the guy in the park pretending to kick a ball. Pretending to kick a ball. Or I'll have, like, a giant styrofoam leg I'm kicking a ball with. Yeah. There that's you go. And a styrofoam ball. Yeah. Wrapped in uh, padding. Yeah. It'll be... <laughs> I wonder what that'd be like to kick. Um... Inaccurate. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> probably the word I would use. Okay, so back to Portland, uh, San Jose. Back uh, to Portland, through Portland, back to San Jose. Yeah, so so we'll bypass Portland on our way back. Yes, down uh, the PCH. But Trevor, PCH, that's the, I don't think actually goes up to Portland. That's I, I, the one. The one probably goes somewhere. No, I know it goes up through. Yeah, you just you Oregon, get off on... but I, I don't know where it ends. I don't think... Cool. Oh, I mean, obviously it doesn't go to Portland, because Portland's not on the coast. It's like Which is so weird. I 30 minutes away from the coast. Yeah, that's way too far. What a dumb city Portland is. And then the Columbia I'm River... I'm kidding, I think it's a fine city. Opening is pretty big, so, I mean, it would have to come back in a little bit. Speaking of openings that are big, uh, the opening we gave to Chris Wondolowski and to Tommy Thompson was just excessive. I, that, thought, I thought we handled Tommy Thompson pretty well. Yeah, uh, I you, mean he he had his moments. You could but see why a player he was like that. Yeah, you could you could see why people like him, and a oh. player like that, you kind of accept that they're going to beat you one or two times. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think on the whole, I mean he he beat a couple guys, but he didn't really do much with it after that. Yeah, didn't really make any really dangerous passes. Didn't create a whole lot of chances. Right. Um. Kind of, but I, I thought he was good, but I thought we were better. Yeah, maybe not completely better, but on the whole, I think we shut Tommy Thompson down. Yeah, that's true. Which is it's pretty cool to say that about a San Jose homegrown. <laughs> uh, tore it up with Sacramento Republic. 
I talked Did he play to, with them? Yeah, he was there on loan. I talked to our, uh, our friend of the podcast who's never been on, and we should have it on soon, actually. Uh, Kelsey Price. Yeah, next time we play San Jose. Oh, wait, we're playing Sacramento Republic soon. And at mm-hmm. the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a perfect perfect opportunity. opportunity. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna set that up right now. I don't think she listens. I don't think anyone listens. But well, not live anyway. Well, nobody listens. Are you kidding? Who would you listen to this, Trevor? Here's the thing. I do listen to this, and when I listen to this, I don't appreciate your. What's the word I'm looking for? When you root, you root for the Timbers. No. Good. <laughs> I don't appreciate your denigration of the show. Is that the word? Sure. That, that is a word that does describe something I think you're getting at. Uh, but frankly, I... Whatever. I don't, don't care. care. I yeah. know. <laughs> I like the podcast. As is. I just don't know if anyone, like, willingly listens. I think right, it, maybe it's used people. in, like, uh, like torture stuff. I don't. In, in the background during waterboarding. <laughs> waterboarding is a common theme here on the show, if you're new. Uh, waterboarding. Just go through our past episodes. You'll find plenty about the... Waterboarding mention... Drink. Yeah. Um, hey, drinking with off the crossbar. We could do that. We should start that that uh, we, hash, we or could, hashtag. Or yeah, we drink could, with OTC. We could start a, a real Salt Lake themed drinking game. Yeah, because nobody's ever done that. And it'll be We've just been pioneers. About yes. Yeah. I about that. Oh, did somebody beat us to it? Yeah. Drink with uh, drink with Bill or something. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's beers with Bill. Beers with Bill and uh, <laughs> drink with uh, Dunseth. Drink with yes. Dunseth. Drinks with Dunseth. Yeah. Drinking with Dunseth. Drinks with Dunseth, comma, Brian. It's, uh, it's a new sophisticated version of drink with Dunny. You're drinking uh, treacles and and uh, uh, what's it? Aviations? What are aviations? And it's a cocktail I learned about today. Why would you drink uh, aviation? Because they look awesome. Is there, are there like they probably taste really good too, but they look awesome. Yeah, it's like a blue drink. You get a little maraschino cherry and you drop it in the bottom. Oh, so it's like blue with a little red. It looks it looks really nice. Like a, like toilet water? No, not like toilet water. Oh. Because toilet water don't have maraschino cherries. Well, you you've used my toilet here, so I guess <laughs> I can't really claim that. Uh, yeah. Tangent it, successful. Back to San Jose. Is there anything really to say about that match other than it was just kind of, like, edgy the whole time? It, it was really kind of meh. You know what I mean? Like, the whole... Can I say that word, or is that a word you can only type? No, like, you can say meh. It came from... The Simpsons said meh on TV. Really? Yeah, at least it says meh. Okay. That's sort of where it gained a lot of popularity among people of our age. <laughs> our age. Yeah. We're, we're of similar age. We are the same age. Mid-twenties. Right, okay. You're what, 23? I'm 21, thanks. You're 21 is all? No, I'm lying uh, to you. What? What is your age? <laughs> Older than 21. Uh, Less than mid-30s. Are you, are you trying to seem young on the podcast so you can pick I up chicks on Tinder? I was lying for a minute, yeah. Um, That's exactly what it was. You saw right through me. Um, yeah, no, it was just... Nothing really notable, noteworthy... Game of the match. I mean, nobody had a real standout performance. Nobody was really bad. Yeah. I thought Olmez looked good again, but... Yeah. You know who we didn't see? Sebastian Jaime. Jaime. Yeah, we didn't see Sebastian Jaime. And 
Oh, it was a little frustrating, but uh, I thought Robbie Finley managed well, but like we didn't have any possession to speak of. So like, can we talk about Robbie Finley for a second? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay, I'll answer <clears throat> honestly. Do we? We've got. Let me give you some context first. Um, we like have what, like much. eight games left in the season? That's true. Seven, eight? What is it? Eight. Eight games left in the season. I looked the other day because I was curious. And... Eight plus Sacramento Republic. That's a friendly, but we get to go to it. Okay. And plus playoffs, which we're almost... We're statistically, like, very, very, very likely to make. We're at, like, 99.6%. Stop worrying about not making the playoffs, people. We'll probably make the playoffs. It'll be better. Um... Considering that we are in that final stretch run of needing to have performances and wins and good stuff coming our way, do we continue to test Robbie Finley to see if he's going to score a goal? You know... Do we keep playing Robbie Finley, or are we pretty well done with Robbie Finley? No, we're not done. I I mean, not, not done like... As the club, like, let's release him. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, just, like, for this season. Like, we can't... Can we count on Robbie Finley? Uh, I know that there's there's, a, obviously, there's like, an attitude around yeah. RSL fans that is... Robbie Finley is very clutch, and he comes through for us in the playoffs. And he did last year, and he did in 2009. And I get that, and that's all awesome. But those years that he did that, he, you know, had played the whole season and wasn't terrible all season, but yeah. was producing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he scored... He just hasn't. He scored and, six goals last season. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was before the playoffs. In the playoffs, I think he scored three. Three or four. Yeah. So, do we just trust that Robbie Finley is going to put two. it together in the playoffs? Okay, two. But they're both against Portland, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't I remember. So. He had that one where... Um, What's-his-face? Footy Danzo... Screwed it up on the back pass. And yeah. Hey, he, he has the U.S. Open Cup goal. Finley does? Yeah. <laughs> he, he has scored a goal this season. You're right. He scored a goal. Yeah, Robbie Finley's a puzzle to me right now, and I don't think we have the box to see what the answer is. Yeah. And also, so we're, we're stuck with these pieces. and Providing more context, uh, Sebastian Jaime is probably ready to go. Yeah, he is. Sabo is reportedly training completely fully and is also probably ready to go. Yeah. Maybe not 90 minutes, but he's ready to play. No, I wouldn't dump him for 90 minutes. No, but if you now have two strikers, one that you know you can count on and has proved it for the last three or four years. Yeah. And one that has played very well for the last three or four years, never for us. Yeah. But we need to get him integrated in the system. We need to get him playing. Yeah, if we want anything from this season, we've got to start soon. We've got to start soon. So... Are we done seeing Robbie Finley? Maybe not for the whole season, but yeah. we're not going to see him nearly as much as we have, right? Um, we won't see him as much. We won't see Devin Sandoval as much. And we might not see Omas Garcia as much. I... Okay, so... Because um, we've got Sandoval's, three guys there. Sandoval's probably out. Not out. Not He's out, definitely but... at the bottom of the depth chart. Yeah. Not the absolute rock bottom because he's worthless, but... No, he's but, just... but naturally because, like... Because actually, it, Benji Lopez returns to the team, I think. Uh, so he he probably actually takes that bottom spot for okay. Devin. But fair enough. Uh, 
Devin Sandoval's actually been, I think, good in build-up play. Um, so he, he still offers something um, that is useful. Um, but is he going to be on the bench? I don't know. If you've got Sabo, Jaime, Plata. Is Plata available this weekend? No. Sabo, Jaime, Finley, Garcia. Yeah. Sandoval. Lopez? Yeah. Oh, well, well, not well, on the bench, obviously, this no, weekend. No, I know, but, but of the forwards that we have available for this weekend, yeah. Lopez is out. Yeah. We're going to have two play. Are we going to have two on the bench? History says probably. Yeah. So, Sandoval will probably make that bench. Maybe, yeah. Or no, Sabo Jaime, Olmez, Finley. Finley. So, it's probably one of Finley or Sandoval. Yeah. Based it's... on based on the rest, past, well, past couple of games at least... Finley's been preferred. Yeah. So it'll probably be Finley over Sandoval. Once Plotka gets back, does that push Finley off the bench? Uh, uh, I, I, I think it has to. Yeah. I mean, Plotka scored what? Eight or nine goals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Plotka pushes somebody off the bench. That's yeah. not a question. Well, uh, okay. So is it Finley, Olmez? Yeah. That, that's, that's, I guess that's your question. Is it Finley or Olmez? Uh, Finley, I guess, at this I point. I think it's got to be Finley. This is like, and and that's a thing. Like, I I don't love slating Robbie Findlay, because I think he's come into some really difficult matches. He has and not scored, and like, he's not the only one not scoring. Devin Sandoval's not scoring. Olmes Garcia has been scoring very sporadically. More as of late, but yeah, yeah. Well, one in one that was not a meaningless goal, but but was basically meaningless, and yeah. two very good goals earlier. Yeah. Um, but still, three goals on the season is better than zero goals on the season. Yeah. Especially one goal over the last four games is better than zero goals over the last four games. Yeah. Or however many games ago Dallas was. Two? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, lost two. track. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that that's my question. Are we pretty well done with Finley for the rest of the season? Not because he's a bad player. But just because we have four other forwards that are better than him, uh, there are a lot of questions this season. There, are, I think my answer is probably. Uh, but there are some things we have to keep in mind uh, that 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 relies upon. And that one, Sabo returns and doesn't suffer recurring injuries, as, yeah. as so often happens when you're out for three or four months. Yeah. And let me just say the fact that Sabo's making his recovery, and we'll talk about this when we get to FC Dallas. Uh, which we're almost there. Uh, <laughs> we're pretty well there. Uh, but, yeah. We still have to take a break so we can play some music in between. Yeah. Um, oh, I got you. I got you. We're almost to the music. Oh. oh everyone's breathing a sigh of relief. All of our hundreds <laughs> of listeners you seem to think exist. I didn't say that. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's contingent on Sabario, you know, making a, a, a smooth, clean comeback. Which he'll probably miss games here or there. Uh, until the playoffs, in which case I think he'll start every game. Because Probably. he's Sabaria. Assuming he doesn't break his foot again. Yeah, oh, that would be awful. Um, I'm certain our doctors are not looking to do that. Okay, yes, yeah. you're right. Let's plan on our doctors not breaking Sabaria's foot. Yeah, that's that's, I think we can plan on that. <laughs> uh, we can also look at Sebastian Haiba. We have to see what type of transition he makes. Uh, that's still a big unknown. It is. Um, we have to rely on Plata staying fit, which he's done pretty well at the season. Um, but but there still have been moments earlier in the season injuries were a concern. Last season injuries were a concern, 
And so it's just... Yeah. Findlay isn't done, I think. Uh, but but if the, all three of those things go swimmingly, it's hard to see Findlay getting many more minutes uh, this season. And what, do we, what do we do you know, in the postseason? I don't know. We leave him unprotected, I'm sure. Like, he is not a, the sort of player you protect in the expansion draft. No. Not to enter into that conversation prematurely. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> I, I gave a little glare there, Charles, just so you know. I, I'm not actually, like, upset about it. We know you listen, so now we get to call you out. Francesco, yes. we get to do the same to you. So we have two listeners? Todd. Todd listens, too. <laughs> Three listeners. Let's... Let's count them all on our fingers. Oh, See if we can Adam, name them all. Adam Hendrickson. That's another. Uh, Joe Malbica. Although Joe didn't respond to our call out last week. So Adam did. Uh, Adam, we don't feel like you actually let us down by not asking questions. Um, we forgive you. We understand. Life gets in the way sometimes. That's all. Yeah. Um, did we have anything <laughs> else? Um, anyway, yeah. So, so seeing I know, for I know that we have other other listeners that we're not naming. So, if you were not we, named, we know that you listen. To those about to listen to the podcast, we salute you. Yeah, that would be fair. All right. Or how do how do we tell someone we're saluting them before they listen to the podcast on the podcast? Uh, we don't really. Oh. To those currently listening to the middle of this podcast, we salute you. This is the middle. That's ambitious. Yeah, this we're... is like twenty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have I have some ideas, Trevor. We'll we'll talk in the uh, break, which we're Train about to take. Musical break. All right. Anyway, finish finish your point. What was our point? Uh, so it's just hard to see minutes for Findlay. It's hard to see minutes for Sandoval. Sandoval has the advantage of offering something tactically different than Findlay. Uh, than Findlay, Plata, and Jaime, and Garcia. Well, it's I struggle to accept Jaime in that list. Oh, he don't really know how Jaime is going to fit in the system. I watched a couple of his uh, Copa Libertadores matches. Like straight up the whole match? Yeah, you can find them on YouTube. Okay, so yeah. how many did you watch? Uh, two. You watched 180 minutes. Of Copa Libertadores soccer. Yeah. Sebastian Jaime. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I don't think I'm, that's I'm going to directly like a... translate to our system. No, but so. but he's not going to look to be a hold-up player. We can say that almost definitively. Yeah. Uh, we know that from what the teams talked about, um, and I have my opinion on what sort of player he, he'll be, um, or could be, and I'd like to talk about that in our next segment, about FC Dallas, because there's a chance... Realistic chance. He could play. Probably will play. Maybe starts. Hmm. We'll see. So, let's take a break. Take a break. We'll come back. We'll, okay. uh, talk about soccer and stuff, and... Maybe we'll have some surprises. I'm going to surprise Trevor during the break, so... Where's my phone? Hand check. Hand check? Hand check. Where's my phone? There's my phone. So in script, that made prominent use of a pentagram. They stenciled their drum heads and guitars with their names. Uh, yeah, about that, Trevor. We're kind of the illegitimate podcast of podcasts. Yeah, we're one of them. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. We're on episode, what, like 29 million? I think no. we're on 26, right? I think we are on 26. That's a real accomplishment for us. We did something and we haven't stopped doing it. That's right. like a teenage boy right now, but... A little bit. Yeah. Speaking of doing things and not stopping. <laughs> Get it? It's a 
Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's it's, it's very much a teenage joke too. It's a joke. Um, can I tell you a crude joke? Sure can. I, I heard it from my grandfather actually. Is it about a man from Nantucket? Who? I don't want to continue the limerick. No, it's not. Okay, uh, so the joke. It would be better if I didn't preface this as a joke. That way it's more surprising. Oh, and that's okay. a funnier thing to say. Um, what do you call... Wait. Oh. What is a fierce competitor? Someone who comes in first, fifth, and fifteenth in a fifteen-man masturbation contest. <laughs> see without jason here we had to do something kind of vulgar and that's just a, it's a funny joke so if you have been listening to this without headphones on at work whoops uh sorry we're keeping that in yeah why <laughs> I, I told you the joke for a reason okay what's the joke what's need, the reason we needed to vulgar up the podcast without jason here okay yeah that's fair i didn't even swear i didn't issue any swears so don't get your uh Legs twisted or something. In a bunch? Yeah, I don't like that. I, I actually hate that phrase. In a bunch? It's a it's a little uh inherently sexist, so and that Yeah. That is something I try not to be. What inherently sexist? Just sexist in general. Oh okay. I even I have problems saying like histrionics. Because it you know, it comes from 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 uh oh what hysterectomy, what's that, that root? He's still something, something. It's Greek, probably. Yeah, probably. It's all Greek to me. That was like the trumpet, but a whistle. Wah, wah, wah. Like yeah. that? Yeah. That's a little better. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of that. Okay. So, we're actually back to talk FC Dallas. FC Dallas. Yeah, we could have continued our conversation off the air, but... Our opponent? Nah. Tomorrow. It is tomorrow. The, the match is on Saturday. The match is on Saturday. We said something earlier about Friday and Saturday. Yeah, well, And it made me think that the match this weekend was on Friday. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening on Friday, because I doubt we have it out before 11 p.m. I think that's probably what you said, was so listening Rick, to this now, the game is tomorrow. Yeah, so and Rick, if you're listening team. right now, uh, good for you. Uh, the game's actually Saturday, not tomorrow. It's Saturday. Yeah. Or everyone else, tomorrow. the game is tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a home game, which will be nice. Yeah. What I do we know about in, uh, FC Dallas? A minute. What do we know about FC Dallas? I mean, we kind of know a lot because we just played them like uh, two weeks ago. I don't think anything's changed except... <gasps> is Boss Prez going to be back or is he still suspended? He won't be back. He'll be on international duty? International duty. With Panama in the Copo Copo Copa Central Americana, yay! Which is a uh, weird competition. Driver, I have to sneeze. Well, feel free. Ah, uh, okay. I'll, you have my permission. To I'll sneeze. consider it. Um, is he on international duty? Yes, he will not be there. Well, that's good. Yeah, thank goodness. Are they going to be missing anybody else for international duty? Probably not. They don't have any other Panamanians, do they? No. But yeah. it, it is a FIFA weekend, so the, we're obviously not taking off. Um, we will have Nick Romando back. After his 
stellar performance. Yeah. Can we talk about that and how good he was? You can. Um, Did you not watch? I. Uh, what time was the game on? It was it yesterday. Was it started at 12.15. So I That's watched. right. Yeah, I was at work. Duh. Yeah. Um, so Her, to her. briefly recap, uh, the first half goes by. Bragazon plays, uh, faces one shot, a tame one from distance. Uh, second 45, Necromondo comes out, uh, takes the gloves in some symbolic gesture of handing off to the man who should be, you know, the first place guy. Okay. Uh, that's, that's me. That's not, you know, official, obviously. No, it's official. Keep going. Oh. Um. It is the opinion of this podcast that Necromondo is the number one keeper in the United States national team, keeper pool, at this moment. He made uh, four or five just fantastic saves. As uh, he does. As the defense just, you know, you know, it, it's, it didn't, like, fall apart. It's like it imploded and pieces just flew everywhere. Well, That's what the was, defense looked like. It was a young defense and an inexperienced yeah. defense. I mean, they had... Well, yeah, the it, second there half, are explanations they, for it. Yeah, in the second half they had, what, Tim Ream in there? And Greg Garza at left back. Greg Garza at left back. Was John Brooks still in, in the second yeah. half? And then... With his cool wing tattoo? Whoever would have been on cool and the cool. right. But yeah, that, that's a young, inexperienced internationally. Yeah. We say that. That's got a World Cup veteran on there. But... Well, Nick Ramada's a World Cup veteran. I know. But so Tim John Brooks. should have been. Really? No. Because Jason would punch you in the face for uh, saying I that. I know. I thought it'd be funny to say. <laughs> uh, John Brooks played a little bit in the World Cup. You're right. A little bit, not a, a lot. Little bit. Like it was less than a hundred. You minutes. know who I would have taken instead of John Brooks? Who would you have taken? Chris Schuler. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a unusual opinion for you to have. That Chris Schuler deserves a call up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would have been good in that World Cup, but I, I don't know. He's John Brooks wasn't bad. Let, let's yeah. let's make sure. That... Oh yeah, no, he he did he did quite well. He yeah. scored a goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> scored a pretty crucial goal. Yeah, good pretty for him. Pretty crucial moment. Good for him. And then uh, he was actually, like, really solid defensively against... Did he play against Germany? I don't remember. He played against somebody for 90 minutes, and he was pretty good. Yeah. Or, um, actually, I yeah, I have no complaints about minutes? him. But, but I, going in, I had complaints, and I it think... It was a while. Naturally so. No, everybody did. Um, yeah, but, but Nick Romano was basically the man of the match. Uh Almost universally agreed, although one uh, one prominent-ish reporter uh, decided he and Brad Gazan both got eights in their player ratings. Gazan presumably for uh, not uh, throwing the ball into his own net, and Romando for actually being really good. It was... I know exactly who it was who said it. No, I know who it was, and I'm trying to think of who... He rated somebody as... Really high or really low for what it was. I think it was Joe Jiao. I think he was making a point and rated him like a four. Yeah. And Jiao was, was uh, you know, pretty good. He attacked on the ball. Like, he, he did some good things. And he didn't connect many forward passes. I think he did, like, one. Any? He, did, he had one. It was from inside his own half. Uh, but, like, uh, as an attacking midfielder, like, like there are some things that depends on. And when you're as far forward as, you know... Josie he, wasn't a, he wasn't an attacking midfielder. I thought he yeah, was playing the right wing. Yeah, attacking mid on the right. I think that's more of an attacking mid spot than a wing spot. 
Attacking mid on the right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a right-sided attacking midfielder. Winger. We're splitting areas here. <laughs> this is not unusual for the podcast. He's playing the Louise Gill position. Oh, no, no, no. He was further right than that. Uh, more of a Luke Mulholland. No, I'm joking. I know. Uh, less cutting inside, obviously, than he probably needed to do. Uh, but, you know, he had a good showing for his first first appearance. Uh, but it was funny because everyone was pra- busy praising him uh, and completely forgot that they were praising Julian Green for basically the same sorts of things not that long ago. And he just kind of fell off the radar, which is really funny. That's what happens when you go to Hamburg on loan. I hope he brings back some delicious. Well, you think him going to Hamburg on loan dropped him off the radar? No, 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 I don't. But there's certainly less glamour to it all. Oh yeah, but that's all I've heard for the past week is about how Julian Green agreed to a deal to Hamburg, and it's great for his development. And can't wait to get back to Bayern because Pep loves him so much. And yeah, it's funny because like they, you know, there's all that talk, but like before it was like, oh, it's so great that he's at Bayern too, and like he's going to do great things because he's there. It's 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 nonsense. It's It's, the state-run media. Yeah, it's the hype machine. Yeah, it's it's just I I'm just oh. I don't have enough bad things to say it's, about it's why the state of that. Emerson Heinemann was the best player for us because he's 18 years old and he's playing at Fulham. And Good for him. He has, has he played a professional match? Yes, actually. Two. Shh. You're not helping me make my point. He, he's played, I think, in every match that Fulham has played this season. They have played more than two matches. Hmm. Look it up. But I know he's played in at least two. And I know... Well, Fulham, of course, the uh, the best team in... The championship. Oh, yeah, the championship. Remember because they got relegated? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that That's true. They are in the championship. That's uh, That does lower the stock a little bit when you play. It does, but still, to be playing in the second division in England oh, yeah, as an three, 18-year-old... Three performances. Three? Yeah, that's okay. good. Uh, it, he's the grandson of that guy we didn't like that much. Shellis Heinemann? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Dallas. Huh. <laughs> Look at us bringing it full circle. Here on Off the Crossword. Butter leather. Butter leather? Butter leather, yeah. Is this, uh... I'll bet if you Google butter leather, it'll bring up a picture of Shellis Heinemann. I'm Googling it. We'll see. I don't know uh, exactly... Ah, oh, dang. It, but tell me that's not his skin color. That's actually a uh, <laughs> butter yellow leather bag, huh? No, he uh, he had that butter jacket. leather. He had that jacket that he used to always wear. Oh, the butter leather jacket. Hey, did I ever tell you about how all my exes live in Texas? Uh yes, you did. Literally every time we play a team in Texas. What? That's... We're not even playing a team in Texas. We're playing a team from Texas. That's close enough. Why do we care about your exes in the first place? It's a song, Trevor. I know it's a song. It's a stupid song. I don't like the song. You I think I've made this clear before, in fact. And yet you insist. Against oh. my wishes. To bring it up every single time. Yeah, well, your wishes are the only thing I worry about, so <laughs> I guess I'll stop. Okay, so... No, you'll keep going. We're going to play them in, anyway, in the playoffs. Anyway, half the reason I wanted to talk about that was because I was a little upset that that SI contributor, uh, Revy Guzan and Ramondo, equally well... Um, because doing nothing in a match shouldn't get you an eight. Agreed. Uh, distributing the ball, fine. Shouldn't get you an eight. That's all he did. 
He, Agreed. He caught a shot and he distributed. Yeah. They were basically like the least threatening team we played in that first half. That second half obviously picked up. Anyway, let's move on from that because I don't really care about the Czech Republic that much. I think it does offer some interesting political insight, but I'm not really in the business of that. Uh, what, what political insight does Czech Republic offer right now? I don't know. Something. Look it up. I bet there's something. Okay. They're in Eastern Europe. They're in what we would call the block. Yeah. Okay. Uh, FC Dallas preview. That's what it says here. We have not accomplished this goal yet, Trevor. We haven't. Let's okay. soldier on. Uh, actually, let's take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> Are you very quick. Right now? Yeah. Okay. I drank a bunch of water during the break. So. Quick break. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you hear the background noise. Uh, Trevor clearly thought it was very funny. So we have Trevor. Yeah. Compose yourself. I'll try it. All right. So, uh, um, I think you have two players you want to talk about. Yeah, how did you guess? I think we may have mentioned it before. Yeah, we actually did some editing. But off air. (laughs) Yeah, we we did some editing, uh, but we're not editing out my crude joke from earlier, so. Okay. Take that. Okay. FCC. I'll have to edit it out myself, because I am not going to listen to that filth. Yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, I've heard the filth that comes out of your mouth. On a regular basis? Is that the uh, Andre Arshavin celebration with the... Runs around with his finger in his lips? I don't watch Arsenal nearly enough to know what you're talking about. Mm, Hang on. Let me back up. I didn't watch Arsenal nearly enough four years ago to know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Sebastian Jaime, who will be eight times the player he ever was. And Arshavin was? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Yes. And uh, Alvaro Sabria? Also, eight times the player our shopping was. Yeah, he's like eight times as tall, so. True. Uh, so let's start with... Uh, what do you want to start Both with, Trevor? Um, at the same time? I don't know. Uh, which one are you most excited about? Sabriel being back or Sebastian Ivey? Uh, Jason's not here, so... Uh, which one do you think is going to be more pivotal to our success going Well, oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I want you I'm, to answer a question I'm actually, without saying Sebastian Heine. I'm actually probably more excited to see Sabrio right now. Yeah, I think because I too. he's a proven quantity. He's pretty good. I don't think we really expected him back until October. Um, all the all the statements were three months, uh, and it's now just after just over three months. I guess they said three to four months. Yeah, and to me, I was operating on Robbie Finley. Injury status. Oh no! Where that four months like, turned into like eight. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's yeah. So Saborio potentially back. Obviously not completely back. Uh, yeah. Unlikely to start. Maybe a potential opportunity to play. You don't. You don't put Saborio on the bench to not play him though. You, you risk the wrath of. Well, we did the, once. The wrath of Al. We did once. Al. Yeah, his first name starts with Al. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I just, I've got a friend named Alvaro, and some people call him Al, and it always throws me for a second. Yeah. And then I realize that they're talking about Alvaro, and I go, oh, that makes sense. Al Sabo? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so so he's <laughs> certainly an option, uh, but we also have Sebastian Jaime, who, and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him start. I would 
kind of be shocked to see him start. Okay. But not really. Um, my my. That's me not going out on a limb. By uh, okay. My <laughs> big argument very is: safe. our successful forward combinations this season have all involved Plata, or Sabarito at the very beginning of the season. Well, it was Sabo and Plata at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and when think... Plata's out, we had Sabo Garcia, but it still it still went okay. Uh, there, so either Plata or Sabo were basically essential to our to our you know our striking. Right. Uh, when was the last time we saw a match where Plata didn't play? And they, like four weeks ago, maybe? I think something like that, yeah. Um, and it was fine. It wasn't great. No, it really wasn't great. Um, it was injury-related, so something We should happens. look it up and see what game it was, but I seem to remember mm. it was uninteresting, to say the least. Trevor, I'm looking this up now. I know. Um, no, but I... I Plata. Do you think that I think it's inevitable that we will see Jaime this weekend? Yeah. Whether he starts or not, it, it's a stretch. I, I I think maybe one of those two probably does start though. I think. I, but I think if one of them does start, it, it's probably Jaime. Yeah, and and basically my argument for starting Jaime, uh, the match was Colorado on uh, the second of July. By the way, did we tie that one? No, we, we won. won one nil. That's right. Oh. 1-0. Sorry, I didn't mean to be your O-snob. That was... Was that the match we got the penalty? The match where we got the penalty? The match, yeah. We've only had one this season. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that was the one where Sandoval we, drew the penalty, right? That sounds familiar. Sandoval drew the penalty that oh, wasn't yeah. actually... No, that was a penalty. Uh, it was a weak penalty, but it was a yeah. penalty. <laughs> there was a, a potential foul. Speaking of weak penalties... Yeah. We didn't talk about... Um, Olmos Garcia's penalty? Olmos Garcia's penalty. I actually don't know if it was super weak, because we didn't get an angle that showed anything, really. Like, there could have been contact behind, you know, on the other side, but we would never know, because the camera doesn't show it, period. Um, yeah. Now, I, I, think, I think that's kind of what Dunny was uh, um, talking about on the broadcast. Was yeah. He was saying that he got behind him, and he may have, like, pulled him down. Yeah. We don't see him pull him down. Yeah, anything, and but if he did pull him down, then yeah, that's that's a pretty good penalty. The other problem is that the other player goes to ground. Now that isn't what brings Garcia down initially, but it, you know it helps in that process. Well, he definitely got Garcia, not the ball. Yeah, like he went to ground to get the ball, didn't get the ball. Yeah, like even close, and Garcia fell over. And whether that was like actually a foul. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to think well, it was, but here's the thing, whether like, it was or wasn't, like going to ground like that, it's it's going to like color the referee's perception of that I, instance. I, I said it after the game, but yeah, it was a foul. Like it's maybe not an egregious foul. Yeah, it's not a hard foul. But if that happens in the middle of the field and the ref calls it, yeah. nobody has any problem with yeah. it. Yeah, nobody's going to stand up and say that's not a foul. It's our weird like break. quadruple standard we have. Yeah, but that's because just, it happened in game, the box. So. Six six yards out. Yeah. People are like, oh, you can't call that for... It, it was a foul. Yeah. It was a soft foul. It was a soft penalty. But I think it was a penalty. So I think that actually anyway. plays a little into Jaime starting for me. Uh, Olmes is on yellow card warning. He is. That's another thing I wanted to mention. Um, and, and if we go into a match now without Olmes, uh, potentially without Sabo, because I doubt he plays on turf in Seattle so soon after his recovery... Yeah. Um, but with Plata again, 
we're left with like plot to Findlay as a combination or plot to Sandoval. And so it opens another door for Jaime to play. Um, but that's a huge match. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have to put a player in there for his first match, right? You wouldn't start him in Seattle, right? You'd want to start a player at home? Yeah, that, that's, that's... Well, you'd want to debut a player at home. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to start him, but you want him to get his two experience Real Salt Lake, I think, at home. Yeah, I think that helps because... I, I think it, it gives him a little bit... Maybe not less pressure, but better pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? The pressure of debuting on the road... Against, in an important match against the best team in the league. Oh, I hate saying that. It's it's not the kind of pressure you want to give a guy right out of the gate. Yeah. Playing a team that is probably not as good as you. Probably. Yeah. Um, at home. That's the kind of time you want to put a guy into the field. Yeah. And, and give him that pressure of having to perform well. I think it's a perfect opportunity. I agree. Um... And so it, it's just, like, if we don't play him and we don't play Sabrio from the outset, we're left with Findlay Garcia, which has been pretty ineffective when we've seen it. Yeah. Uh, or we le- we're left with Findlay Sandoval, a combination that hasn't scored an MLS goal. Or Garcia Sandoval. I don't think we've seen that once this season. Or maybe once or twice, but, but not for more than, like, 30 well, minutes I, in a match. I think they've both been on the field at the same time, but they were on the field against two weeks ago. Um, right at the end, like Sandoval came on, Garcia came on, um, and we had like four strikers and we were playing three in the back or something goofy like that. Dallas? Was it Dallas? Yeah. 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 It could be Dallas. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they probably played together. They, they played together, but not like as a strike partnership. They played yeah. together as strikers that were trying to get a goal at the end of a game. Yeah. Which is never an opportunity to look good for any <laughs> team, but yeah. Or at least evaluate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just think it's it's so hard to look past Jaime starting. Because if we want to get... If we want even the chance to get anything out of him in the playoffs, like, you've got to start getting him minutes ASAP. Agreed. So do we think... Plot, plot is not there. Dang. Do yeah. you think it's like Jaime Garcia? Yeah. And then Sabo off the bench? Yeah, I think that's that's probably realistic. Jaime Garcia or Jaime Findlay. Uh, Findlay might be a better player for him to start with because he's a little more predictable in the way he plays in the build-up. Yeah. Um, and and he's, been, he's been improving in the build-up, and that's actually, I think, a dimension of his game we haven't seen before. This is the part of the before, podcast like last where season. if we had attended training and we'd like seen them play... Yeah, yeah. Maybe Garcia just plays better with Jaime than Finley does. And yeah, we'll see. Experience. You know what I mean? So, we could talk about all the reasons why it might be Finley, but we don't really know. It, it yeah. could just simply be that he plays better with Garcia. Yeah, it, it's certainly possible. Um, and after watching him on the sidelines last match, they kept showing him, of course, because he's, you know, it wasn't quite as... Because he's a handsome fellow. Yeah, he's handsome. He's got that good beard. He's uh... Not as handsome as Ned. Well, yeah, no one's as handsome as Ned. Did I say anything of the sort? Yes, you you thought it. I did think it, but I didn't say it. Well, uh, I did read your thoughts, so I can do that now. By the way, that's okay. that's going to revolutionize the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. our disruptive innovation to podcast dumb. Yeah, the keyword is dumb there. 
I thought it was podcast dumb. It was all one word. Uh, no, it's actually... D-O-M. It's, Just at the end of podcast. No, That's the it's sex. actually hyphen D-U-M-B. <laughs> uh, because it's more accurate for us. Um, other than that, I think the lineup makes itself. Um, yeah. That's it, it, it'll it, it, just be it'll be Luke and Ned. It'll be Javi. It'll be Kyle. It'll be Borcher Schuler. Tony Beltran on the right. Did uh, did did Mansali make a, a case for taking Winger's spot? Do you think? I think it's it's hard to say he didn't make a case. Because I I thought, and I know that there are people who disagreed with me, but I thought Mansali had a solid game. Yeah, he he was good. Uh, some people criticized the fact that he wasn't there. Uh, when we conceded the goal, because he would have been the player furthest left to tuck in, um, I thought that was a little strange because what the criticism or yeah, the fact that he was not the there? criticism because like you don't expect your left back to be in the middle of the box on a defensive throw-in. Yeah, you expect him to be out, kind of attacking, out wide, looking for space, being in yeah. space for the big switch or you know something <laughs> like that. So yeah, that's kind of a weak criticism. The one criticism that I did. Not the one. I saw a number of people criticize him for it. Um, was he did seem... He was kind of tackling Tommy Thompson. Yeah. Because Tommy Thompson was the guy who kind of went out wide a bit. Yeah. Um, and Chris Wondolowski, of course, is going to stay inside and float yeah. a little more centrally. And there's a couple people that thought that he kind of got burned a couple times by Tommy Thompson. There were a couple times where he didn't do as well as he could have. Yeah, but at the same time, like... Winger does that every game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beltran does that every game. Borchers and Schuler get burned. Yeah. That, that's part of being a defender. Is yeah, especially get, in a possession-oriented system. Yeah. Where you're going to play further up the field. Yeah. And especially against uh, a kid of Tommy Thompson's caliber who is legitimate. Apparently. Or a, a, appears to be legitimate. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll uh, message Kelsey Price of Sacramento FC, uh, Sacramento Republic FC, to see if she knows anything about his... Potentially being illegitimate, because that's what, what I got from this. Is you're not certain if he's legitimate, uh, so no, it's not that I'm not certain. I know that there are. So people are you who, saying, Trevor, that saying Tommy is, Thompson is a bastard child? No. Oh, or is he, maybe a bastard child? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. Is potentially a bastard child? Let's just say that I didn't say anything about his illegitimacy. Illegitimacy as a child. Oh, okay. He is an adult now, by the way, but... Golly. Illegitimacy. Is that the word? Uh, I don't remember the context. It it took a word. I don't even think I said that in the first place. You said, is legitimate. So I... He is I took that to mean, and then you you backed off a little bit about that, as as if you weren't certain about his legitimacy. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. No, what I was saying was, he's only played like three games professionally, I think. Yeah. There are lots of people who Oh, no, he's played more than that. I mean, for San Jose. Yeah, well, in San Jose. Does that really count as professional? Uh, tech, by the book, I think it does. Oh. But from all the people that have watched him with get the my hand national on some team of these books. and with the academy teams and everywhere he's played before San Jose, yeah, they all agree that this kid is legit. Do you from think, what I have seen... Do you think he should have been called up? I would. Well, here's the thing. I think he should have, but he didn't because he's playing in MLS. If he was in Europe, he probably so would've. Jurgen Klinsmann has a systemic bias against MLS. Is that no, what you're I'm saying? saying that MLS players, generally speaking, were not available for him because mm. that's why he only because called... MLS hates Jurgen Klinsmann. No, 
Golly. It's because it was taking place in Czech Republic and he didn't want to take 10 players from MLS mm. that who is were expensive going to air. play to... Do you think he chartered a private plane for Nick Romando? No. If he did, he deserved it. Maybe he invited him to LA to fly out with him. No, he flew out of uh, JFK. He posted a picture of his ticket. Where is JFK in New York? I think DC. so. Is no. it DC? No, that's RFK. Right. Or is it's, it's East it's, Coast. DCA is in DC. How would you know that, Matt? I go to DC sometimes. <laughs> BWI is in Baltimore. IAD is in Duluth, which is in yeah, it is in New York. Queens. I yeah, that's Queens right. is a place in New York. That's about all I know. So that's my favorite band, actually, Queens. 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 <laughs> Are you talking about Kotza? Is that how you say it? Kotza. Kotza. Coats. Queens of the Stone Age. No. Q O T S A. Oh, no. Well, that's, they're usually no, referred to like as simply. Freddie Mercury's and yeah. Brian May's. Oh, okay. Z- yeah. Z- Z- Queens. Z- not Queens of the Stone Age, but. Uh, no, of course but not. Queens. Queens. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, no. Klinsman specifically did not pick a whole lot of players from MLS. That's. that. Famously, Nick Romando was the only player from MLS that was taken. I Which is cool because. Everybody else was from Europe. And I think that was by design. Yes, they were all on international break. MLS is still playing through. Yeah, so he's, he's not going to call up Tommy Thompson. He should have called match. up Tommy Thompson before the match so he wouldn't get a chance to play and be dangerous. I think we'll see Tommy Thompson with the U.S. national team soon. Yeah, I do too. They, there is an October camp uh, where MLS players That was will the other player I was thinking of. He called up Jordan Morris. Yeah, but an American who, from Stanford. But... Stanford He's Soccer not, Club? Uh, are they USL Pro? Or? No, they are college. Oh. NCAA Division I. Oh, I could have been, I could have been fooled because <laughs> I don't think that's happened in a long time, right? Since 99. See, I'm like feeding you these things, Trevor. Yeah, Isn't this you. great? You're making me look smart, which I appreciate. Yeah, you're welcome. But uh, I, I'm making myself the fool. <laughs> this, is, this is Radio 101 now. <laughs> We've switched roles. Yeah. No, so Jordan Morris was fine roles, because so you can have mine too. college soccer, Division One or his, whatever. His yes. situation was he wasn't playing right now. From Stanford, one of the best universities in the nation. Academically. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that matters. Right. If I anyway. was a soccer player, I, you know, a young soccer player out of an academy, and I got a chance to go to like a school like Stanford or like Princeton or you know, Harvard, like I'd do it. I wouldn't go to Princeton for soccer. I would no. I'd go for soccer. I think we have an RSL Academy kid who's going no, to Princeton. Wait, wait. Actually, I would go to Princeton. Yeah, it's a fantastic Prin- school. Bob Bradley went to Princeton. Ah, Bruce Arena did not. I thought oh. Bruce Arena went to Princeton okay. originally. That's why I was like, no, not Princeton. I don't want to be associated with that. Um, but I think he might have gone to Virginia, North Carolina. You'll look it up. Virginia anyway. is not in North Carolina, Trevor. Virginia or North Carolina. They are very close. Yes, they are on the East Coast, near um, JFK. <laughs> is that where they buried his body? Or? Oh, they no, probably the buried airport, his body at uh, the airport in Queens. Arlington National the Cemetery, Coast. which is in Virginia. Which is in Virginia. Sure in Queens? What? Queens. Qu- what? <laughs> Stop it with Queens. Anyway. No, I think Tommy Thompson will probably go to... He did manage University of Virginia. That's where The soccer from. team, not the university. Where did he go? Uh, Go to his playing career. I'm I'm going. No, it's right there. You're looking at it. He. Well, I don't know what Hota is. 
or Nassau. You can click on oh, it. Oh, Cornell. It'll t- okay, that's right. Oh, Nassau is a community college. Bruce Arena went to community college. Nassau. Nassau? Pretty sure that's how it's spelled. Or not spelled. Pretty sure that's how you say that. It's that community college in Garden City, New York. Oh, okay. That's, that's probably near RFK, too. JFK. JFK. <laughs> I mean, actually, I'm curious now. All right, you look it up. I'm going to finish my point. There is body of John F. Kennedy. I'm going to finish my point, which was that Tommy Thompson will probably be on the senior national team. Oh, he's buried in at Arlington. Camp. Google Because, um, I don't think San Jose is going to be in the playoffs. And I think he's going to call up a lot of people uh, that aren't in the playoffs. <laughs> I think that'll give him an opportunity. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? Dallas. Starting? I'm actually, I, Did we finish our predictions? Mansali. That's where we were at. We were talking about Mansali versus Wingert. Who's going to start? Did Mansali fight for Wingert's position? Because I think he did an excellent job. Do you think we see Mansali again? That is the question. Okay, so uh, there's a 5% chance San Jose makes the uh, playoffs, apparently, according to sportsclubstats.com, which is actually fantastic. Is that the SPI index that they use? Uh, I'm actually not sure. They use a lot of simulation stuff. What is ours? Uh, our chance we make the playoffs is yes. 99.6%. Currently. Currently. What if we lose this weekend? I'm Come on, looking. you don't have that stat handy? It, it's down here, Trevor. Uh, you got to scroll? Hold your horses. Uh, so... What if we win? Does that bump it up to 1,000? It puts us at 99.9. Golly. What do we got to do to get in the playoffs? Win a couple more. <laughs> uh, if we beat Seattle, actually, we'll uh, we'll be in pretty solid shape. Pretty decent shape. Now, if uh, we lose, then it'll be down to 99%. Yeah. 0.0. 99.0. Well, we can't have that. Yeah. It's a little, a little scary. Matt. Yeah? Can I get you to turn away from that? that page? If we win, it will increase our supporter shield chances 1.3%. Two. To like six percent. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is it really six percent? Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, we, we are not in the supporter shield race right now. Right Th- now. There are conditions that would see us get back in, uh, but it would take another monumental collapse from Seattle. Yeah. And I think they're considerably better set up to deal with that this season. Yeah, they are. And that scares me. Well, whatever. I still think we can beat them in the playoffs. I agree. Matt. S- sorry, I was wrong. It's 1.8%. We'll, we'll issue a correction. All right, Trevor, you have, my, you have my undivided attention. I don't think that's true, but... What were you saying? Did you, have my qu- did you get my question? I asked you a question. Actually, no. Did you hear it? Were you paying Something attention? about Mansali. Did Mansali play well enough that we see him again against FC Dallas? Maybe. I want a yes or no. Does he play? Does he start? I think he could, actually. Um, yes or no? I honestly don't remember that much of what he did against San Jose, which is good, because typically the things I've remembered about Mansali match to match, one, good attacking, uh, good crossing, uh, two, bad defending, uh, three, really awful tackles. Those are really good tackles sometimes. 
He doesn't yeah. really have. He hasn't had that many bad tackles this year. That's true, and that's I think one of the notable things. And I don't even and think he didn't he's got have a yellow any card this year, has he? A yellow card? Yeah, has he? Oh crap! I said something you could look up, so you're going to. Golly, I'd rather be right than wrong, Trevor. I'd rather you answer the question, yes or no. He has a yellow card this season. One yellow card. One yellow card. All right. He has about as many games as Robbie Finley. Uh, what? Ten. Ten games? Yep. Did you look that up? Yeah, we looked at it earlier, remember? <laughs> when we Robbie Finley's played ten games? Yeah. Ten games? How many minutes? Him off the bench. Thirteen minutes out of ten games? 423. Zero goals in 423 minutes. Yes. That's not good, guys. He has seven fouls, though. Well, good for him. Get a goal. Golly. Yeah, Sorry. That'd be, that'd be nice. I'm, uh, He'll get there. He'll get there. I, I know he will, but I'm just really frustrated with Finley right now. I know. I he's, think we, he's a better player than a player are, that Trevor. doesn't get... We all are. He's a better player than a player that gets zero goals in 420 minutes. Yeah. And he's... I think he's he's transformed the way he plays a little bit. Yes. You're right. Uh, he's better in build-up. He's not just some guy who's... You know, screams down the flanks, rounds the goalkeeper, scores a goal. That's like um, Fabian Castillo. Fortunately, though, well, give him a little bit more credit than that. Robbie Finley? No, Castillo. Oh. Castillo is a good player. I know. I don't want to admit it. Uh, but this is relevant because we are probably going to see him, and he's probably going to provide some danger. Um, and it's not like Chris Winger's the fastest, but he is a stronger defender historically. Than Mansali. Um, so I, I think Mansali didn't do enough for me to win a starting spot. Uh, but I don't know that he did enough to lose it either. Wait, he didn't do enough? To win it, uh, to like secure it. But he didn't do enough, like do enough to wrong. To guarantee that he won't play it again? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So. Alright. Lots of questions. So Wingert starts. That's what yeah. you're saying. The bench is going to be cool. We should have, uh, we'll have at least one exciting striker on the bench. Yes. Probably two. Frankly, Agreed. I think all of our strikers are kind of exciting. Except for Finley. Finley's exciting. <laughs> He's just <laughs> in bad form. I'm going to get people angry at me with how much I'm grief I'm giving Finley. Oh, I I'm do sure like Finley. More. I do like him, but he's an easy target right now. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't made things easy on himself. No. But, um, I mean, the, the caveat would be, of course, uh, that he did have surgery, like, right as the season started. I know. Like, like, he, like you said, I... He suffered as a result. He is a better player than this season has sh- uh, shaped out to be for that, him? Yeah, that... Is that the expression? Sure. Turned out to be for him. And there were outside factors, and I accept that. Did you know he's only 29? Uh, I did know he's only 29. Keep thinking he's older. It's that beard I see on this profile picture. He will be older. He'll be older tomorrow. Give it time. It'll happen. Yeah. Um, no, Shaking but so that that's pretty much it. That's what we think is going to... Can I go on another tangent? What's your tangent? I read an article from 2009 on the, in the New York Times. Was it about soccer? Yeah. It was, was it about the New York Red Bulls? It was about Robbie, it was about <laughs> Robbie Findlay, actually. That's not the one with the graph? No. Uh, it was uh, basically about how Robbie Finley was shaping up to be a pretty good striker in 2009 yeah. and how he'd been important in the 2009 playoff run. 
and about how he was going to, you know, probably like he had a chance to make the national team and did and went to the World Cup. So just a little fun reading. Everything fell apart. Yeah, he went to Nottingham Forest. Not the best decision. Um, he would have been a, be- a player, I think, better served by staying in MLS. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe we don't get the the 2013 run that he was so vital in if he's not... I'm just saying history You're would saying have changed. He, he probably would not have been with RSL in 2013? I don't know. I'm just saying like things would have been different. I agree. I think that's... Should we should we get to predictions? Um, yeah, let's get to predictions. Okay. 3-0. Yours? Um, here's the thing. Oh, no. We're at home. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nick Romando's going to be playing. Golly. And in the last two games that Nick Romando has played, yeah. Nick Romando has been kind of back to making those Nick Romando-type saves. Yeah, yeah, he had to kind of dip after the World Cup. Yeah, which, which you could blame on whatever. You could blame on being exhausted or just... In general, need of a break. Not that break. We're that's good. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're fine no with that. <coughs> Finally got a couple shutouts. Broke the record. Yep. Got that monkey off his back. He had a monkey on his back? It's an expression. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that would explain why he had some trouble with his goalkeeping, actually. Uh, I, I assume it's slow reactions to have a monkey on your back. Um. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. say that as somebody... Hypothesizing. Have you never? I've never like, actually played goalkeeper with a monkey on my back. Have you like held a so monkey? I'm, I'm not speaking from experience. I'd really like to do that someday. I haven't, but I think they have things at the zoo that you could maybe hold a monkey. Really? I yeah. mean, I know they have monkeys at the zoo. They might let's, have like a let's do like an after school program you could attend so, where you uh, hold a monkey. What are you doing tomorrow afternoon, Trevor? You want to go to the zoo? We can record a new podcast. We can <laughs> off the crossbar at the zoo tomorrow afternoon. Actually, do you know what I'm doing tomorrow afternoon? Yes. Watching a soccer game. What soccer game? The BYU versus Utah women's soccer game. Oh, good for you. So that'll be fun. Something, something, college soccer, who cares? Women's soccer. Oh, no, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I think, uh... BYU versus Utah, so... I'm sure you'll have fun. Is that at BYU? No, it's at UVU. Really? At the women's soccer field. Mm. Apparently they have their own. Uh, do you know what, what time? time? Uh, 5 o'clock p.m. It's not a.m.? No, it's not a.m. That's took it, too bad. Took, it, took the last hour and a half off of work, so I could go oh, to it. See, I would think about going, but I've got that comic con to go to. Yeah, that's right. You're a huge nerd. I forgot. I'm only 5'6". <laughs> so you're not physically that big of a nerd. Yeah. That's I'm, what you're saying. I'm taller than Plata, though. You are. Which is not... I'm, I can't jump as high as he can. Undoubtedly not. I can't. That, that do was a little bit more. Well. I bet I can Insulting that I meant for it to sound. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what I have come to expect with you, Trevor. <laughs> well, I apologize. Okay, so we get to three 0 and oh wait, what was your prediction? Prediction: I think Nick gets a shutout. That's what I was going going for. He's finally mm. making those those like game saving saves again. Yeah, he made plenty on Wednesday. Now, do you think he definitely plays? Or is there any Romando? question? I don't think there's any question. I think if he's in solid, he plays. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Are you going to put him on the bench for a home game? Uh, I mean, it would be I, like I if there if, was an injury concern. I think if we traveled, he would probably not play. Okay. And I'd, I'd give him that. Yeah. But 
I think the game in Czech Republic was on Wednesday. Yeah. He was probably back with the team today. He'll train with them tomorrow. I'm sure he'll play. It'll be fine. I think so, too. So, yeah. Anyway, Nick is in great form. Yeah. And that's good to see. So I think we get the shutout. Yeah. And I do think we get a couple of goals. So I'm going to say 2-0. You're not prizes riding me, are you? I will accept 1-0. Really? Yeah. But I think we do get at least two goals. Sabo Hattrick. After a tense 80 minutes, Sabo comes in. Uh, and scores and scores a hat trick. I don't know who scores. I think somebody from the midfield probably scores, and then Sabrio scores from the midfield. Garcia also gets a goal. Sebastian Jaime with a sumptuous chip over the goalkeeper. Who is their goalkeeper right now? Sumptuous is a good word. Uh, Raúl Fernández has pretty oh, well right. secured the starting spot. He, where is he from again? Peru. To Peru, not have an international game. I'm sure he plays. Is he on the Peruvian national team? He is. I don't think um, I even considered if he had... I don't think he has international duty, but... Oh, we can look it up. I don't think he did. Um, and, and but again, I don't really pay attention to Dallas international call-ups, so... Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Well, that was the Rolo most exciting Fernandez. part of the podcast right there. What are you doing? I'm looking him up. Why are you going to a Wikipedia page to see if he played in a game three days ago? Because I know I can click on Panama there. Panama. Peru. I just said Peru. They're the same country. They're absolutely not. He's they made share... 28 perfor- appearances for... Uh, I remember that late Peru. Kitty Cockett song. No, that's true. It's between Bolivia and Peru. They share one letter. So, no, they're not even close. Their first international was a 0-4 loss to Uruguay. Again, I asked the same question I asked a minute ago. Why are you looking at Wikipedia for a game that happened three days ago? Uh, because it does show the current squad. And he is not involved. So, that answers that. They have a player from France. Playing at Montpellier. Montpellier? Which is up in Vermont, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the capital of Vermont, actually. Yeah. Except it's Montpellier. Because we're American. Uh, that's true. That's why we... I thought that was in Idaho. Bronc fries. Montpelier? Yes. No, it's in capital right. of Vermont. North end of Bear Lake. Mm. Well, there might be one there. But yeah. the capital of Vermont is a city oh. called Montpelier. To be fair, if it's in Idaho, it doesn't really need to exist. So That's true. Yeah. I'll say it, yeah. Idaho doesn't need to exist. Did you... I think, uh, is it Portland Timbers that actually have the uh, academy rights to... To most of Idaho? I don't think anybody has Idaho, I think. Because I thought Portland had... They have, or, they have Oregon, and I think they have... They have no, like a sliver of Washington, too. Why do they have a sliver? Oh, they have like Vancouver. Washington, which is like just across the river. Yeah. Vancouver. Vancouver. And then... Should we include that song on this podcast? No. Sorry, I'm still thinking how Idaho is split. I think Idaho either isn't claimed... Hmm. Or I think it's, it's a claimed hotbed like of American soccer. If you ask people by, thinking about USL Pro, yeah, right. I think it's claimed equally by Seattle and Portland. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. I, I I'm still going to say three 0 and I'm going to say Saba Hattrick. One of the goals being from midfield with a sumptuous chip over Raúl Fernandez. Okay. 
the game winning goal, and then he gets his, because it's the first one, and then he gets the, the rest of his ask. hat trick in the eighty second and eighty fourth minutes. I was gonna, I was just gonna ask you if uh, his game winning goal was the first one or the third one. It'll finally shut up people who are Sabo haters. So this will be the game. Yeah. That will finally yeah make Albin shut his mouth. Well, I don't even think he exists. I think it's a figment, a collective like imagination problem. We have like willed him into existence as a representative of all of the anti-Sabo people. Uh, that could be true. I guess that would, if we willed him into existence, that would make him real. Hmm. So. You just put yourself into a corner there, didn't you? Yeah, painted myself in the corner. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk USL Pro and listener questions. Cause yeah, that's right. We, we do have other things to talk about. You're yeah. right. So uh, let's take a musical break. We'll be back. We'll play musical chairs. Okay. Get up first. Uh, no. Press the space bar right now. I just want to make it clear before we go any further. The mic is not muted, Trevor. <laughs> it is not muted right now, but we just recorded a 10 second bit. I say recorded. We were trying to record about a 10 second bit and the mic was It was, was really muted. funny. It was the best thing we've ever done. It, well, I wouldn't go that far. I made a joke about boning up on things. Come on. <laughs> so, so, Trevor, you want to... Uh, never mind. <laughs> USL Pro. Let's talk USL Pro. <laughs> Okay, let's. Um, USL Pro. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 That's what a league it? in America. It is. A and soccer league. It's the American third division. Orlando City just won their uh, third out of the last four years, their league title. Wait, did, was the title match tonight? No, it was, I'm talking about the Commissioner's Shield. They call it the Commissioner's Shield? Or Commissioner's Cup. Commissioner I think Gordon? That's what it is. Or, uh... Commissioner's Cup. Is it Commissioner Gordon? Do they actually have a commissioner in USL Pro? Probably. Anyway, they 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 ended the point with ended the season with the most points. They're in the playoffs. Um, <coughs> haven't been eliminated yet, but they're looking pretty stellar in their last season of USL Pro play. Yeah, that's uh, not sure that really matters. Yeah, it just, lot, it's it's nice to know that teams can be successful. <laughs> Do they get promoted then to MLS? Is that what happens? I think that's what happens. If you yeah. win three, it's like a four-year system. So if you win three oh, in four years, you get promoted. It's like Argentina or something. Or you can pay $100 million and get an MLS that way too. So it's like Argentina. And you can just like bypass all the like uh, rules. There are rules? About, there are about rules? being an MLS. Um like you can have an owner that goes directly against uh uh what are they called guidelines yeah the line he can cross the line as the owner of an MLS club Trevor because he paid 100 million dollars what don't cross the line <laughs> don't cross the line yeah anyway that was a, a rant um that was very Ill-structured, right? It really was. You didn't give a lot of context there. No, that's not, fine. Not at all. Once again, this is off the crossfire. We also like podcasts. <laughs> we're here all night, folks. Um, what, what were we talking about? USL Pro. Oh, yeah. yeah. RSL is going to have a team in USL Pro next year, which is not news. Turns out, dun, 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 dun. so are a bunch of other MLS teams. Wait, really? Uh, well, Vancouver, we already know about Vancouver, Vancouver, 
Um, Montreal announced that they are going to have a USL Pro team, I think, starting next season. Ah. They already announced uh, a team name and badge and colors, and it's pretty much the same. Except it's not Impact de Montreal, it's FC Montreal. Um, Impactful. Yeah. What's an impactful They have a similar crest, but different. They also have the same colors. Blue and white? uh, No, black and blue. Do they even wear black anywhere? Yeah, it's stripes. Oh, like that team you like in uh, Italy. Like, no. Um, That blue and black team. It's actually not that. They're modeled after um, Atalanta, which is a different team in Italy. They wear basically the same thing. I don't really care about it. Is that Milan team? As the other Milan team. Yeah, Yeah. Blue Milan. Blue Milan, that's right. And that's the one you like, right? That's not the one I like. Mm, you like the we, one in white stripe Milan. We have you like been, the one that doesn't do as well? We've been over this? Like a lot, I feel like. <laughs> it's certainly I, I feel like you should The listeners be more demanded aware. this. <laughs> All three of them. You you should Todd told me too. You should know by now. Yeah, well. I don't. It's okay, I'll I'll work with you. We'll we'll oh. make sure that we, we get it figured out. Um, is this like an elaborate form of torture where I'm forced to watch Italian <laughs> soccer every day? Kind of. Cool. Um, is that uh, Ibrahimovic is guy still playing in Italy? No, he's been in France for like two years. What are mm. you talking about? Even Ibrahimovic couldn't stay. That's how bad it is. Ibrahimovic uh, got sold and paid a lot more. Um, mm. Because here, they're really poor in Italy. Since you brought up Ibrahimovic, we're going to go on a tangent. Oh. He scored, um, I think it was his... F- 50th and 51st, or 49th and 50th, uh, international goal for Sweden today. Yeah, cool. And he, I saw that. He revealed a shirt that he was wearing underneath. Mm, with his own ha- face? Had a message that was in Swedish. And mm. it said something something along the lines of, I'm assuming, I'm the greatest ever. And on the back it had 50 plus. Which yeah. means he knew that he would have to score two goals in order to reveal that shirt. Yeah. He's been wearing this shirt for months. Isn't that the great, like, that's the most Latin thing ever. To yeah. be like, I'm going to wear this shirt even though I know that in order to reveal it, I have to score two goals in this match. Yeah. Uh, most players will <laughs> wear a shirt, like, with a message, thinking if they get one goal, they can reveal it. Then. Hopefully. That's he, devotion. That's the, not Who the most Latin thing that's ever happened. under his But shirt. that's one of my f- most favorite Latin things. Um, I don't know. Who did? What are you talking about? I feel like that's a thing that happened. I know there have been people who had other people's faces under their shirt. Garcia did that. Yeah, uh, was... Iniesta did that famously. Who was on Iniesta's? It was uh, a buddy of his that passed away a few years before. Uh... I think. I didn't get the whole story. It was either a kid that passed away or um, somebody that he grew up playing soccer with and just played okay. on a different team that he's friends with. Hmm. Something like I don't know. Um, back to what we were talking about. There are a bunch of teams in USL Pro. USL Pro will probably have more teams next year than MLS. I think there are. I think they're only at fourteen now. I think they're at nineteen, with oh. the new teams that are coming in, and oh, that's. Okay. I think that's before well, MLS teams. MLS will be at twenty-one. So. No, either way, it's going to be close. Yeah. There's going to have a bunch of teams in USL Pro next year. It'll be really interesting to see how that works. And RSL is going to be part of it. And they're going to be playing at Rio Tinto. And they will be building a stadium at the Fair Parks. Probably. 
Uh, they got the last hurdle before the vote. Yeah, so so it, the stadium deal was approved by the board director. Uh, the board director now has to take it, or you know, the top, the head of the board, whatever chairman or uh, now chairman's has, a good word. Yeah, now has to take it to the board of directors for a unanimous vote. Uh, indications seem to be that it'll pass without too much trouble, um, but the the public is invited, or or media at least, and more media. Uh, we are media. Yeah. Are we credentialed for this event? No. Well, let's get credentialed. All right. Uh, is invited to attend the hearing. Uh, uh-huh. So that seems to me to indicate that it will be positive. You don't invite media if you think it's going to be negative. <laughs> yeah. That That's, would be yeah. a, a, the the club is actively like done that. Uh, now, obviously, it's an open event. It's uh, part of city government uh, or county years. I think probably county government. I think well, it's the county fairgrounds. Yeah, or it's just the state fairgrounds. Oh. Yeah, but but regardless, uh, it would fall under open meetings laws. Um, it is a publicly funded government entity. But what, it is where, not, whatever the scope. It is not going to be a publicly funded stadium. No, and that's the other interesting part is Deloitte Hansen to push this deal through has is said he foot the bill. Yeah, and not just foot the bill, he'll just pay it outright. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's footing the bill, isn't it? Yeah. He, uh... He'll foot and hand the bill. They, hand and foot? They estimated... Deloitte Hansen has hand and foot? <laughs> hand and mouth. I think they... Foot and mouth? Foot and mouth. Hoof and mouth. Hoof and mouth. That's please. what it is. We got there. <laughs> We're... You're listening to Off the Crossbar or Ray also like podcast? <laughs> We're gonna get shot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Deloitte's gonna foot the bill. Um, and estimates put it somewhere between the numbers I've heard correct me if I'm wrong here between 7 and 12 million dollars for the stadium go on for the USL Pro Stadium yeah right? it will probably be a turf field which is I think it was actually 12 to 18 but could be yeah I seem to remember I seem to remember being higher but I also remember there was a 7 involved and a 12 involved but 12 to 18 could be more it would seem more realistic yeah regardless it's going to be a big chunk of change and I think they said it was going to be between eight and 10,000 seats. Or maybe I that's where the 7 came in, was the 7 and 10,000 seats. Yeah, just probably around 10,000 seats, I think, is a safe estimate. Which is as big as San Jose's field right now. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's sizable, but it's not big. It's uh, um, probably going to be a turf field. There's going to be other uses for it. Um, RSL is not directly affiliated with the RSL women's team. They they will probably play there as well. Yeah. Um, local leagues. Uh, local leagues. They'll do concerts there. It's one thing they've said. Yeah. Uh, they've committed now to not do concerts at Rio Tinto. Good. Which is fantastic because it just tears up the field and it Congrats. looks awful. And yeah. So, so it's... we invent levitation? It is good news all around. And I, the I South End won't have their seats taken out periodically. Anymore. Which is... <laughs> Sad because I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, the displaced supporters group uh, could have some political implications. I don't know. They like to be political supporters, so. I wouldn't use the word political. I would use the word dramatic. I don't know. That, like, like, supporters groups across the world traditionally have taken stronger political True. stances. So. You're right. Just look at Ukraine. Ours specifically. Uh, <laughs> where was it? Shakhtar Donuts uh, or... had their stadium taken over by armed Men of some sort. Bombs. Yeah. Uh, mortars <laughs> lobbed in their direction. Like, it's been 
It's been a little problematic. It's been interesting, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it's a good thing. It looks like it's going to happen, and it will be... Having a team in USL Pro is going to obviously be... Huge. I mean, not... As big as you can get. It's going to be bigger than... I'm not Am I allowed to say that it's bigger than Jesus? The Beatles said it first. I think at this point you can. Uh, it, it, doesn't, it, it, doesn't carry, it doesn't carry as much weight. Mm, thank you. Uh, bigger than Ned? John Lennon. Was it, was it John Lennon that it said was, it? yeah. Or uh, the other Lennon, the guy from Russia? Aaron. No, he played some... Vladimir? Vladimir. Not Vladimir <laughs> Lennon. Uh, Vladi. Yeah, it was Vladimir... No, it was Vladimir Putin. Yeah. It's what is Lennon's first name? Not Joseph, Jason that was Stalin. Jason would... Oh, it is Vladimir. It is Vladimir? Yeah, yeah. of course it's Vladimir. <laughs> you doubted me. Of course I doubted you. I was right about Putin, too, by the way. His is also Vladimir. Well, I know. Didn't I say Vladimir <laughs> first? And then you sort of... Well, it, this is recorded, You so hitched your wagon to my train? We will just have to listen to it. Mm, we'll go back to tape. Uh, the Off the Crossbar Disciplinary Committee will make a ruling. <laughs> uh, I suspect, Trevor, you're in for a fine for mass confrontation. Well, we'll see. But uh, I will appeal. You know, Sporting <laughs> Kansas City just got their first warning for mass confrontation. It couldn't have been their first. It was. and That's, that's not true. It, it, now we've, we've been fined for it by now, yeah, by the way. Um and, and so, like these... I say we, like I'm a member of the team. You are. You play uh, backup, 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 backup goalkeeper. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> Fan goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, of the match award. Um, but, um, what was I saying? Some of ma- uh, mass confrontation oh. how somehow Casey has made it this whole season without getting busted for it. Yeah. And now they finally did. I think LA's only been fined once. We we were fined. We were warned, and then we were fined. Yeah. I think there's only been like one other team, maybe that was fined as well. Yeah. So uh, to to circle things back a little bit, the player who revealed a shirt with his own face on it, Dom Dwyer, Andre Arshavin, was Arshavin uh, doing his own goal celebration with his uh, finger to his lips? <laughs> uh, so we've made we've just so brought the podcast bad. full circle. That's so bad. So while you thought, listeners, you were, we were just going on tangents, we weren't. We were. Uh, this was this was planned. Yeah, we scripted this. Yeah, it's like that episode of uh, The West Wing. I don't think that. What are you talking about? There's a a guy who made a fan site for an episode of The West Wing that is like incredibly complicated. I'll show you after the podcast. You can email it to me. I'll look at it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you while you're here, and I have you captive. Uh, not like literally captive. Trevor's not. I, I am free to, to go. Couch. Yeah, <laughs> whenever you please. I am. I I'm am, just trying to inflict Stockholm syndrome. Actually, to. I am not being detained. Okay, mm. so I know my rights. Okay, mm. so I'm pulling up. Oh, so we're doing listener questions. Listener questions. That's but I beat you to it. I'm there. Ah, dang it! Turns out your Twitter application is not as nice as mine. Alright, Trevor, I'm going to read off the questions. I'm going to be first. Daniel James Cross, our friend from... Is he from Reading? Does he actually live in Reading? Yeah, he actually lives in Reading. Reading and... Reading, Berkshire, UK. Berkshire? Berkshire. Berkshire. Daniel James Cross, we apologize. (laughs) I Uh, don't. 
I was doing that poorly on purpose. Oh, I know. What do you, you think? You were not, though. I'm pretty sure you are trying your hardest to do a proper accent. Berkshire. <laughs> what do you think of RSL's chances of reaching the Super Bowl? No, we already answered this. I yeah. think you already answered this, in fact. And uh, I'd actually like to read my response on the air. I will allow. Allow this. In the immortal words of Jason Christ, good, not great. <laughs> that was one of his phrases he used a lot <laughs> in, in press conferences. Can I just say that I kind of miss those? I, I miss don't. him saying, like, everything was excellent or everything was just fantastic. Like, they were so boring. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cassard, not a whole lot more interesting, though he does have the pulling out his phone and showing the screenshot. Yeah, that was incident that was legit. just stellar. That was the best. Now he did need one of those giant Android phones like that barely fits in your pocket because it was a little small. Yeah. The phone. <laughs> no comment? Next question. <laughs> okay. Oh, that that's actually not a question. That's Matt's a, dad pulled up the picture of Andre Arshavin celebrating by pulling up pulling his shirt up to reveal a it, picture of himself celebrating. Yeah. Are you How not ready with questions? Because I've got them. Chances of Real Salt Lake making the MLS Cup again? Here's the thing. We can look that up. Somebody already did the work for us. Did you already say 99.4? That's the playoffs. Oh, that's the playoffs. Okay, our chances, apparently, of making MLS Cup... Sit at 11%. That's, that's good. Yeah, that is good. That's good, not great. Considering we're eight. <laughs> that's just fantastic. And where is San Jose? Uh, their Zero. chances of making the playoffs in general are 5, 5%. Um, MLS Cup? Come on, that's what we're asking. Yeah, so, so it's 11%. Um, Sounders and Galaxy are ahead of us in that regard, but I'm confident that we could beat them on any given day. On any given Sunday? Yeah. Except it'd probably be a Saturday. Probably would. Except maybe it's the playoffs and you get a Sunday match again. Historically. We had the Sunday match at home last year. We can go up against one of those NFL games. We could. Yeah, that'd be something. Fun again. I had fun. Although I really wanted another day to recover, but... Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So those are the chances... Did Did you answer the question about San Jose's chances of making it to the MLS Cup or winning the MLS Cup? Oh, um, Was it winning the MLS Cup or making it to... Oh, sorry, that's 11% of winning the Cup. Uh, I... Well, that wasn't the question, so... It doesn't say here. Well, your stats are garbage. They're not mine, so you're free to make fun of them. The most crucial stat, and they don't have it. Yeah. 11% to win the Cup, though? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Go team. One out of... More than one out of ten times, we will make the... We will (laughs) win the MLS Cup. Like one out of nine times. Hold on. Keep talking, Trevor. Where are you going? I'm going right here. Alright, next question. Um, from Charles. He has two, and we'll tackle this one first. Thanks for your questions, Charles. Thoughts on the new UVU soccer program? It's a thing. To uh, add context, UVU has a Division One soccer team, uh, NCAA team, ah. that played their first game last week, drew about 2,200 fans, and beat the University of Massachusetts... Um, don't do that yet. Beat the University of Massachusetts five to one in their inaugural home match. UMass is not a bad program, right? 
Uh, I don't think they're that great, but it's I don't not UMass at Amherst, right? That's another program entirely. I think so. Well, it was UMass. Mm. That's as far as I got, as far as like research and doing. Oh wait, UMass is at Amherst. In Amherst, is that a good program? I don't know. Soccer. Uh, they don't have a thing about soccer on their Wikipedia page. So uh, does it say what? Awful. Does it say like what conference they're in? Athletically. I'm a looking. Anyway, um, I'll give my thoughts while Matt is looking. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I don't think it'll do as much as people say it will do. Oh, it's a UMass system. Amherst is the uh, primary school. The, the the chief school in the UMass system. I see. Hmm. So it's like University of California. Yeah. There's just a whole bunch of other schools. Yeah, so UMass Amherst is the, the primary school. Okay, well, we beat one of the teams from Massachusetts, 5-1. to one. I think that there's a lot of people that think or are saying that the team will provide a destination for academy kids um, once they graduate to play D1 soccer for a year or two before they sign with the team, and it'll keep them local, and that'll keep them close to the team. I don't think that's going to happen, because D1 soccer is great, but it's not the ACC and until they are as good as the ACC, I think academy graduates will still go to the ACC. Yeah. The ACC is currently the strongest Division One soccer conference. It, it's like the SEC of soccer. Yeah. Far and away the best conference. And that's where I think our academy graduates are going. Most of them are. Yeah. And They're I going all over, they, really. It's, it's really cool to see. But there's there's plenty of them that are making it to the ACC, and I think if you have the chance, if you get offered a scholarship to UVU or to an ACC school like North Carolina or something like that, you're going to go to the ACC school, or you probably yeah. should. It, it's just a better conference. It's a better Although, league. like if your if your goal is to make it to Rayasa Lake, maybe you go somewhere close. Maybe you do, but I I don't think it's going to be all of a sudden we're going to have an, a team of academy graduates in Orem. I think we will. I, I'm not saying that there'll never be an academy graduate oh, in yeah. Utah. There will be, um, but it's the step after the academy. It's not the step before. So as far as developing RSL players, I don't think UVU is going to have that big of a say in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They I are coached by a former RSL coach, former RSL academy uh, coach. Not, not, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, not academy, but he was involved in youth setups in Utah. Greg Moss, uh, former Portland Timbers goalkeeper, actually. I thought he was the one of our U17 coaches for a year two. U17s, but not at the academy level. Okay. Yeah. But he was affiliated with Rail Solid. He used to yes. be an RSL coach. Now he's the coach of the team, and yeah. clearly, so far, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I, yeah, I like I said, I, I don't think it will help the development of RSL players as much as a lot of people think it will. I think it's a good thing. I think it's great that Utah has more good soccer. We now have, yeah. in Utah, starting, well, right now, we already have three levels of soccer in Utah. We've got yeah. MLS, PDL, and Division One soccer. Yeah, but for two of those, you have to go to Utah County. So, like, <laughs> I think we really have two levels of soccer. Starting next each year. each of those counts as half. Starting next year, we will have four levels mm. with the USL Pro team. Yeah, we'll have first, third, fourth division. What, college soccer? The PDL, is that fourth? Technically, yeah, technically it's on the same, not, I mean, it's like laterally the same as D1 soccer, I think. That is so weird. 
Okay, next question. Depending on who you talk to, I think there's a lot of people who would say it's above because there's a lot of players that are getting paid to do it in PDL, but a lot of PDL teams are comprised of off-season college players. Yeah. Until the NCAA extends the soccer season like they're supposed to do. Make it full year. That'd be good. Good for development. It'd be really cool. Uh, Okay, next question. Charles actually asks a very important question. This is the second question. Who is better at playing FIFA, Ned or Cole? Trevor, do you want to answer this one first? Being realistic here. Ned. Don't oh, think I Ned plays like... video games as much. Hmm, that I doesn't matter. Like Cole... He's got magic fingers. Although, Ned probably has more experience. Ned was probably playing FIFA like 95. Yeah? I'm, you know not, sure, I mean? I'm not sure I want to know what, how you know about his magic fingers. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> hey, good job, Trevor. <laughs> no, I, I Cole probably. I'd be yeah. interested. I would. I might pay to see that one actually. And Cole probably has a little more spare time. We could. I hear Sebastian Velasquez <laughs> is real good. <laughs> yes, Trevor. Nothing. Yes. I. I demand an answer. I know that you were being realistic. He probably does have more spare time. Yeah. But it was also kind of a subtle dig at him not playing as much as Ned. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but it's true. He did spend long periods out for concussion, and I find it insulting that you'd laugh about that. I'm not laughing about concussions. Oh. I'm going to tell Taylor Twelman you said that. He won't believe you either. Tell Taylor Twelman that I'm not laughing about concussions? Yeah, he won't believe you either. Okay. I'm laughing about your unintentional dig at his uh, lack of playing time. Mm. That's fair. Okay. Ned, though, is my answer. Did you ever? Did you ever give your thoughts on UVU? Uh, or is it just me? It's college. That's it's cool. Uh, I'm glad Utah County people get a place to watch more soccer, um, because frankly, I got tired of hearing people say that Utah County deserved the USL Pro team we're getting. And I, oh yeah, uh, did, did no, you get sick of that, Matt? It was. I did was, you not like it? I wasn't sick of you saying it. <laughs> uh, it was more the it belongs to either you, you know, Provo or Ogden because. Well, <laughs> there yeah. is no good reason. Well, they yeah. don't have a soccer team. Yeah. It extends the Real Salt Lake brand to new areas of people who already come to games. And... Oh, and downtown Salt Lake does does that? Yeah. No, I, I, that's not a goal for you, having a USL Pro team. You don't have a USL Pro team to try to get more people from Ogden to your game. Right? Yeah. Like, I, it's still a 50-minute drive to the main stadium, to home base, to the mothership. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Next question. Okay, Adam Hendrickson actually has a question in his glorious return to the podcast. Uh, this is a lot of questions. Okay, we'll answer them one by one. Ask the first one. I'm probably I'm too late, but what would you want the USL Pro game schedules be like? Excuse me. Would you, well, I guess this is a two-part question. Okay. What would you want the USL Pro game schedules to be like? Would you want an RSL doubleheader? And I imagine that means, like, both teams playing at the same night. Yeah, in the same stadium. Yes. For next season. Because obviously the year after that, that probably won't I would love it. happen as much. I'd totally be down. Yeah. The, now, prob- the problem with that is you're going to have... It would, it would have to be a USL sunburns. Pro game... Would have to be the more flexible one, which would mean yeah. it would probably come first. 
Yeah. Which would mean the game would start at 4 or 5 in the afternoon. And that's going to be killer. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would probably have a one or two hour gap. Yeah, you can't really games. start games at like 11 p.m., can you? No. Although that would be super fun. It'll be like Italy. Yeah. That's no, actually not you're a think, joke. You're thinking of Spain. Italy doesn't start games that late. Spain does. Spain They're staggers. The same <laughs> Spain staggers their games so they start at like two in the afternoon, and then they have one game at a time. So it's like two, and then four, and then six. And it's then easier eight, to do match fixing that way. And then ten, and then they got the idea from Italy. Twelve, and then no, Doesn't... they got the, they got the idea for their ridiculous TV contracts. Mm. Which benefit from, two teams. And... From what I understand, that's why they did it is so that more people can watch more of the league at a time. But then it ends up you get games that start it that start at midnight. Yeah, which means you can watch them in the you know, afternoon. In or the evening. U.S. at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is great. But yeah, for us, I guess. But even then, it means they like, don't have any. That's fans. cutting into RSL time. They don't. <laughs> they don't have any fans in their already huge stadiums. That yeah. already don't really have fans. Yeah, that's pretty funny. There was a game last year that I swear was like on a Wednesday night uh. at midnight, and I think they had like 6,000 people there. That's more than an Achievers game, and that's not a joke. <laughs> that's uh, not a joke. Their official attendances have been in the range of like 4,000. That's official, uh, not a count of bodies and seats, butts and seats. Um, tickets torn. Actually, now that, I'm, now that I'm reading the rest of Adam's question, yeah, it's all related. Oh, keep it's all like the same question. But to answer that one, I would want an RSL doubleheader. Yeah, not every weekend though, because I wouldn't want to be at the stadium for six hours. Yeah, it gets expensive because you got to eat lunch then. Yeah, you got to eat lunch or dinner or like something. But one or two times a year, yeah, you. Or bet. you just like eat a bunch of hot dogs before the game. Go to like a hot dog eating contest, or like one of those all you can eat wings places, and just <laughs> gorge. That, would that be sounds great. healthy. No, it doesn't. Um, if you can just delay your digestion for a little bit. Hmm. Or would you prefer Friday slash Sunday games? Ooh, that sounds good too. So you have like a USL Pro Friday, then RSL Saturday, or RSL Saturday, then USL Pro Sunday. I would actually love USL Pro Sunday, maybe at like 2 p.m. I could walk down from our Capitol Hill studios of Off the Cross by Real Salt Lake Podcast. Or even it's USL 1. Pro... four miles from here. It is? Yeah. All right. Or even USL Pro home games same day as RSL away and doing a big watch party. That'd be cool too. So you watch like USL Pro game, then you have a watch party somewhere. That'd be cool. Probably close because I'm sure they could. And on our giant new screen. Yeah. The size of Levi's Stadium. No, because you probably have it like at the USL Pro Stadium. Yeah. Well, no, we should do it here so we can use our new screen. You could. Yeah. That'll be like. Yeah, it'll be coming in in October. Have you not heard about this new screen? Well, it's not brand new news, but Deloitte's putting in a massive he's, screen he, on the north. He's going to bolt it in himself. Is the clock going to work continuously? Hopefully. Probably. It's the size of uh, not Levi Stadium, but the screen at Levi Stadium. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be like one of the biggest screens like in the country. Deloitte not like a, the biggest, but it is very large. Deloitte took go big or go home, uh, literally, and he yeah. went big. Is it still going to be right behind us? Yeah, on the north end. No, 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 on the south end. I thought it was on the Is north end. On no. South I thought they were putting up a bigger one on the south end and putting the huge one on the north end. I actually don't know now. 
That's why I could be wrong. Either way, a big screen is going in at Rio so Tinto. So it's big enough that it's going to show billboards that you can see while you're driving on the freeway. Probably. Oh. That's I'm going to go watch from the freeway next game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pull over. That, that won't end badly, right? I think all of these are fantastic ideas. I would love RSL doubleheaders. I would love USL Pro Friday or Sunday games. I would love them in the middle of the week, too. And I would love USL Pro home games, same day as RSL away, and doing a big watch party. I think those are all fantastic. Adam, you cracked the code. Realistically, I don't think it's up to RSL... Uh, it is actually a little bit. Cray, a, a, a little Cray bit, I'm sure. made it as much that they will have a big say in their schedule. And I think that, that I, remains I think, the case with all NOS teams because it's a common problem. Agreed, but it's it's going to mean coordinating schedules between USL Pro and MLS. Yeah. I don't know how much of that they will do, but I know that there will be weekends where, say, the USL Pro team is home and RSL is away, and they could do a watch party for that. Yeah. That wouldn't be too difficult. I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that they will see what the schedule is and rather than try to really coordinate, coordinate yeah. it. And then they will adjust accordingly and they will plan things. I think double headers we will probably see once or twice throughout the season. And I think, um, like you said, the watch parties we'll probably have. Friday, Sunday games we'll probably have. Yeah. Midweek games we'll probably have. So I'm just excited. I Yeah, I am too. And there's no USL Pro TV contract. Um so, I, historically, it's all been available online. We'll see if that remains the case going forward. I sure hope so. I thought they I thought they said they would... I know at least this year, USL Pro streamed everything on, on YouTube. YouTube. Which is fantastic. It's I a think great streaming gonna, platform. I think they said they were going to do that next year, too. Yeah. Maybe they'll switch to Twitch TV. Now that it's an Amazon service, and they'll look to extend that. Yeah, maybe. We can pretend they're video games. Could be uh, that cloud service that's carrying... Um, all Gold TV's broadcasts. Yeah. In HD. Okay, so, uh, Trevor, I actually have a final thing for the podcast. Matt, you guys can't see this. You can you hear can. it. But Matt has brought out his D&D dice. They're, they're for so much they're more than Dungeons. Uh, I Advanced play... Theme. I play... Matt brought dice... Out. Not, Matt brought his AD&D. multi-purpose dice out. And I'm curious they're to see... They're all ten-sided. Ten-sided die... I didn't have any nine-sided die. Unfortunately. I'm curious to see what exactly your plan is with these. We we won the MLS Cup in this one. So, what you just did was you rolled how many die? Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Why'd you do eight? That's all I had. So it's useless. No, it's not useless. This is the... uh, we just continually do this, and the number of times it equals one, that's the probability. I took a probability class in high school once, and what you're saying makes no sense. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's intentional. But basically, we are rolling to see if RSL wins the MLS Cup. We did in this one. Ooh, it's the orange one again. You... I wanted everybody to hear the beauty of this. We just won it like three times. Except you missed this die, so your probability's off. Except your probability's already off, so it doesn't actually The matter. probability actually remains the same, no matter how many times you roll the die. Or how many die you roll? Yep. Hmm. Because it's independent. Except they bounce against each other, so maybe that does change things. Speaking of things bouncing against each other, I think it's time to end the podcast. I would wholeheartedly agree. Because we got a bounce.
<laughs> I didn't, that didn't get a golly. No, you got a G's. Wow. That's something. Okay, so... Uh, so is that all the listener questions we had? That's all. Thank you, everybody. That's, that's all she wrote. Um, okay, well, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye, Trevor. Goodbye. Bye, Dad. Bye. Sebastian. Just turn it off. Thank <laughs> you.